Hey Babe, Conquer Your World. It's me and Catherine here. And today we have a special guest with us. John is here today with us to talk a little bit about his journey through mindset and how it has set him up for success in his life now. So Catherine, you want to say hey, and then we can introduce John. Yeah. Hello, everyone. Hope everyone is having a beautiful week and a beautiful summer. The weather has been fabulous. I got really excited when Logan said we were going to bring John on because we love to share stories. So you guys have heard our story from start to finish, but it's not just us. This stuff works the same all the way across the board. Um, any generation, any, any career, anything at all, it's all the same. So we're really, really excited to hear John's story. Yes. All right, John. So if you just want to introduce yourself, um, maybe talk a little bit about what you do for work, and then we can start diving into the wonderful questions we got for you. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks, girls. Uh, Catherine and Logan, this is uh, John Sansoni uh, coming to your uh, listening audience all the way from uh, Dallas-Fort Worth area here in lovely Texas. It's sunny and the birds are chirping. But um, yeah, my background, I've been professionally selling for 31 years. So, so I came to Dallas about 31 years ago, literally with like 300 bucks in my pocket. And, and about two weeks later, I had car repairs that need to be done. So the $300 that I brought, which was kind of my emergency get started money was gone. And so from there on out, I mean, I've had to sell myself and, and be productive and, um, every single day of my life. Um, no real financial support from my parents, uh, no wealthy uh, family members to chip in when I needed help. I mean, I've literally had to get on the phone, get in front of people and sell for you know 31 years. The, the good news is I've been super successful doing it. Um, the bad news is, is and, and I don't wanna say uh, I've done it on my own, because uh, I, I've done it using the principles that I've learned over my lifetime from the greats like Zig Ziglar, Tom Hopkins, Brian mm -hmm. Tracy, uh, Tony Robbins. I've been a student of these individuals for, for over 31 years. I, I started reading uh, The Power of Positive Thinking when I was in um, third grade. So, uh, so having a positive mindset and being on this journey of not accepting what's given to me, but making happen what needs to happen uh, has been a mindset since literally I was in third grade. Oh, that's so good. That is right up our alley, John. That's amazing. So I, I just wanted to ask, um, I know you've told us a little bit about your story. I personally was 27 years old before I found this information. And I hear all the time from the people around me you are so blessed that you found this when you did so that you can share it with your kids and you have your whole yeah. life ahead of you. How old were you when you really started implementing the success principles into your life? Absolutely. Um, well, you know, we do things and Tony Robbins says this, we, we do things either to gain pleasure or to escape danger or 
fear. And uh, it, and the reason I started being successful was more out of fear than uh, than trying to be you know happy or, or successful. I didn't want to be poor. And uh, and so um, when it started initially would have been probably my uh, sophomore year of high school. I determined that uh, I had to go to college. Um, I determined that I was not going to be an artist in college. Uh, and I loved art, but I just determined that it was going to be really hard to make a living in art. And so, um, so my parents and all their wisdom, because I was kind of one of those crazy kids in high school. So, so if you had any friends of yours that like pulled up in the parking lot, uh, the you know the Friday before a football game and had ice cold beer in there and was drinking beer before class in the morning that mm -hmm. was that was me uh, I was listening to Jimi Hendrix uh, I was walking in with a couple of buddies of mine and, uh, and 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 we were the counterculture of the 80s in uh, in my high school um, but I just decided that you know I couldn't be poor I saw how people lived who were waiters and waitresses and worked in restaurants not that you can't make a living in a restaurant I, I don't want to say that but at least at the restaurant I was in you weren't going to make a living because the mm -hmm. food wasn't expensive enough they weren't serving alcohol uh people can be wildly successful as a bartender or a waiter so I don't want to take away from that I'll just say that like when you're working in a breakfast place a slash casual dining place and your average ring back then was like twenty dollars for you know four people you're not going to make a lot of money and, mm -hmm. uh, and, and I just realized that, hey, I need to kick in. Uh, my, my, uh, my grades weren't gonna get me into any major university. I was, uh, I was basically getting all C's and occasional B by accident and an A in art. I mean, I consistently got an A in art, uh, but, but when I had that job, um, that hit me that, hey, I need to up my game. Um, and then two, you know, that uh, parental guidance, because my parents were both business owners. And so, so my parents are like, hey, and I didn't want to work for my parents because I knew how hard they worked. And so, uh, so, you know, the, all that pain coming at me got me focused on the goal, which was positive mindset and, uh, and not necessarily uh, straight A's, but I kind of needed to get straight A's because my GPA was so low. But by the time I graduated, I graduated with like a 3.75. And, uh, and that was starting off with two years of really not good grades. So awesome. Mm. So um, talk a little bit about like what shifted. Um, I know you said uh, you just decided that you wanted to change and you wanted to really what motivated you was to not be poor, but what shifted in your mind? Yeah, um, so, um, seeing myself as being successful i knew i wanted to be educated i knew i wanted to go to college uh the the you know you, you shift from being a uh oh how do you i want to say it so 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 you shift from settling to setting goals and so i was just kind of settling for you know whatever the wind would would bring me so like i had mentioned like i'd get a b by accident i might get a b by accident just because i was interested in the material and, um, and I listened that day. I also like, wasn't a good student. Like, like prior to this mind shift, like my whole thing was I was an artist. So I'd sit in algebra class 
and they'd be talking about, you know, all the formulas and everything. And I'd be drawing these detailed pictures of like Van Halen and such. So, so like, I was not like focused on school my first two years at, at all. So, so the mind shift was just deciding to be successful. That's something I teach a lot in my, in my books and things like that is you got to make a decision. And, but once you make a decision, then it starts to happen. And then you got to get out a piece of paper and say, well, why do I want to be successful? You have to ask the right questions. And once you ask the right questions, and then, then your subconscious mind will also get involved, especially if you write a written goal. That's a big thing that I've always done, like write a written goal, like I'm going to get you know, straight A's. It doesn't have to be straight A's, but you could also put like, I'm going to do the best I can, so to speak. So, so then you're not so stressed out that you have to get an A, but, but you're mm -hmm. trying your hardest. And, uh, and my parents were like really good about that. My parents never told me to get straight A's or to get all B's or anything like that. They just said, John, we want your best. And when they mm -hmm. said, you want your best, and I'm a type A personality, I started getting straight A's. That's so good. So um, I am taking a program called Lead the Field by Earl Nightingale. And every time Logan and I do a podcast, I go grab a random book and open it to a random page. And actually, this sure. is from the lesson called A Worthy Destination. And he's saying exactly what you're saying. Um, he says, you see, you are at this moment, the living embodiment of the sum total of your thoughts to this point in your life. You can be nothing else. And similarly, five years from five years from now, you'll be the sum total of your thoughts to that point in time. But you can control your thoughts. You can decide upon that which you wish to concentrate <clears throat> about what you think. You can focus on what you think about from this point forward, and you will become that. You realize that goal. And as sure as everything on earth, you can be sure that it will come to you. That's why having a goal toward which to work is so important. It gives our minds a focus and our lives direction. And that's exactly what you did. Your goal was to not be poor. And then you started um, realizing things that you could implement to do that. You know, one thing I, I love, and I'd love to hear your perspective on this, John, yeah, is um, we are taught that if we would just do what most people don't like to do also in lead the field it says or no it's in thinking into results um the common denominator of success it says that um the one thing that successful and unsuccessful people have in common is they both do things that they don't like to do they do the everyday task um at hand they they go the extra mile they stay persistent and consistent and what we notice in this industry is that most of the time when people come to us, their whole life has been very up and down. And we believe that this is, it's kind of from doing really good, getting tired of it, and then slacking off. They never really break the paradigm. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, to be consistent, you have to have a consistent process and you have to have a good self-esteem. And, and, mm. and, and that is, that has to come from self. Um, and I don't believe in a jagged, uh, emotional mindset. And I also believe that if you have a solid mindset, you're going to have solid finances. It's unusual to find somebody with a solid mindset that doesn't have solid finances because mm -hmm. they, they show up every day, ready to kick ass. And, and the person that doesn't have a, uh, a solid mindset shows up weak and, uh, 
I mean, I'm an analogy kind of guy. So, and, and also like a word picture person. So, so I sit there and I think about self-esteem and, and many people, when, if you take a piece of paper and you look at their self-esteem, they might be this little itty bitty stick person in the bottom left quadrant of the piece of mm-hmm. paper, but really to be successful, you got to take up that whole page. That's st- not that you have to be egotistical, not that you have to be arrogant. There's a healthy sense of self. And if you have a healthy sense of self, that healthy sense of self will lead to finances. It will lead to um, the right mindset. Everything comes from that having that big person and not being that small person. And it has to come from inside. And, 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 and two, like you have to visualize like who you are and know your own self-worth. Like we're getting ready for this and I wanted to have a good analogy like to describe myself to you guys that's like easy to think of. So um, so if you picture like a combination of Tony Robbins and John Lennon, that's me. I'm, I'm like a conservative hippie, you know? <laughs> I'm, I'm, like, uh, I'm like really uh, motivated to make money, but at the same time, like I could go out by the lake all day long with my sunglasses on, sit out there with a book and completely enjoy myself and not worry about money for the day. And, uh, and that's where I think we, we all need to get to. And, and, and as far as like having this up and down of emotional mindset, which most of us have, because most of us will evaluate what happens to us, either good or bad, and, and the way to get to, to be a even kill individual is to, is to evaluate things in gray areas. Was it good? Was it bad? Well, there were good things happen and there were bad things that happen. Like, like I use a party as an example because a party, our anticipation when we go to a party is we're gonna have fun, right? But what if we go to mm-hmm. the party and does something mean to us? So, so do we let that like cloud our entire experience or at that same party, we spoke to some people that we really connected with, we really had a good time with, and uh, do we say, you know what, some good things happen, some bad things happen, it's the yin and the yang of life. I think the more that like we put so much pressure on an experience that that experience has to be perfect, it, it, it takes away from our life. Like, like I have yeah. a couple of things that, that I use for mindset. One is uh, life is short. And, and life is for living. And, and I know they're real simple, but they're kind of like hippie kind of things. Like life is short. I think that way because I've had a lot of my family members die. And, uh, and life is for living because I got to live for the family members that haven't had a long life. And, um, and, and it's a joy to be able to live for others, live for yourself, but also live for others and, uh, and really experience life. Like most people don't really experience life. Like you go to a really awesome concert and you look around and people are looking at their stupid cell phones. I mean, why are you looking at your cell phone when you're at a concert? I mean, that's, uh, it's amazing to me. Or my wife and I will go to dinner and we'll look around and there's couples not even talking to each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're not in the present moment at all. This reminds me of how Kathleen teaches um, the law of polarity. So what we what we compare to. So like going to the party, are you comparing it to the 99 amazing parties that you've went to, or are you comparing it to the one party? You know what I mean? It's, it's oh, yeah. really in comparison and your perception. And even though sometimes I feel 
you can get so long in your life, say 30 years through your life, and you feel like everything is just terrible. It really is so easy to just become aware that 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 is something you can change. That was a a pivotal moment for me when I truly understood that anything that's not absolute, I can change. So I don't like the amount of money I'm making. I don't have to work harder. I need to change my mind. I don't like the way that people treat me. I don't have to go bash them back or lower on their level. I just decide that that's not my standard anymore. And long and behold, I'm six months in this material and my life is totally different. So I love that, John. We are on the same brainwave. This is really cool. Awesome. Um, Where are you you now? What are you doing now? You said you have books and you have a podcast of your own. What are you doing? You know, it's, it's wild. Like uh, Tony Robbins talks about exponential growth. So, so I can't exactly say what I do for a living just because it's government regulated, but, um, but I'll just say I work with like wealthy individuals and, uh, and it's very much like a professional type of gig. Um, but, um, but I will tell that, uh, that I was bored. I've been doing it like 17 years. I'm making great money at it. And, uh, and I'm seeing exponential growth with it because I've been doing it so long and I had a vision for it. My vision is coming together year after year after year. Um, but I wanted to give back. I'm like, you know what? So let's say like, I, I use the um, example, life is short. And, uh, so, so what if like next year, you know, I die of a massive heart attack. I'm in my mid fifties. It could happen. I hope it doesn't happen or I'm in a car accident, what have I left to the world? Nothing. You know, I've, I've made some good money. I'm debt free. I have a good family my wife will be set. But what have I like left for the world to impact the world or my grandkids or my great grandkids or, or even just like people that struggle in sales. So my heart goes out to people that struggle in sales. Cause like when I first got out of college, I struggled in sales. I had absolutely nobody to lean on. My dad wasn't in sales. My mom wasn't in sales. Hardly any of my friends were in sales. Um, and, and for me, it was something that that I had to do because I had to be in a situation where they couldn't put a ceiling on how much money I could make. I had worked for an ad agency in downtown Dallas and and they put a ceiling on how much money I could make. You guys would laugh to hear like I made $12,000 a year right out of college with really good grades and and a really good resume, $12,000. So I started selling photography on the side and I doubled my income over the weekends. And, um, and I had to, because I had to make money. I was, I was, um, I was driven. Um, but, but I want to get back. And um, so what am I doing? So, um, so I saw a thing that Tony Robbins did and he brought Brendan Bouchard on and Brendan said, you need to write a book. And so that was kind of like a gut check for me. I was like, write a book. What would I write a book on? Like, you know, you always ask the question. I was like, well, I've been in professional sales. And then the passion started coming up. And I was like, this is my chance to leave a mark. I'm going to write a book. So I, I took out my laptop. I sat on my back porch and I just wrote like every night for like 20 days. And I got my book done. And, uh, and then, uh, and then I'm like, well, how do I edit it? Well, my wife's a literature teacher, but I knew we would like butt heads if I had her edit my book. And so I got a really good friend of mine who, uh, has a history degree from university of Texas and he's really good in grammar and he's written a lot on his own. And so, uh, so I paid him like 500 bucks to edit my book. 
And uh, he did a great job. His girlfriend got involved and he not only helped me with uh, grammar, but he helped me with, because he's in sales as well. So he helped me like with like paragraph structure and things like that, that like I'd been out of school for so long, hadn't even really thought about that. Like I knew what I wanted to say, but like having topic sentences and things like that, you know, so, so I basically rewrote the book again for another month after that. He edited it again and we published it on Amazon last November. And then I came and then during the Brenda Bouchard thing, Brendan said, you also have to write a course. And so I wrote a course on Teachable and uh, this nice gentleman out of Portugal, I found him and he's helping me market my course on, uh, on Teachable. But my, uh, my, my book is called Sales Warrior and uh, it's all about manifestation of your goals. And it's not necessarily just for people in sales, it's for anybody who wants to manifest their goals. And then my course is on Teachable, it's called Sales Warrior uh, Module One. Yeah. And the reason I put uh, pick the title sales warrior is because I believe sales is a mental game. And that if you don't have your mindset, right, you're not going to sell anything to anyone. And, and I didn't believe that there was anything out exactly like what I teach mm-hmm. because mine is all about mental tools. I'm not teaching people how to overcome objections. If you, you have the right mental tools and you connect with customers and clients in an authentic, honest way, you don't have to overcome any objections. The people that have to overcome objections don't know what they're doing, is my personal opinion. Yeah, Kathleen Cameron teaches um, teaches us cells is all a reflection of your self-image, right? So if you're having a hard time with making cells, it's all based on what you think you are. And by law, we can't be more than what we believe we are. So that's so good. Um, yeah. And I loved like what you said earlier. Uh, I didn't chime in on it, but it made me sit here and think about, um, what you were talking about, like, you know, the party situation and all that truly what you did in throughout your life was you always saw gratitude and everything. And so that's truly so cool to see the amount of success you have had just by seeing gratitude and everything. But when you, you know, when the bad things stick out for us, changing it into a form of gratitude, like even though it's something bad that's happening, we can always see the good in it. There's always a lesson learned. So that's so good. Um, where are you, what's awesome. next for you? Well, so, um, so I got an international comedy podcast mm-hmm. and, uh, I know it's pretty random to have an international comedy podcast, but, uh, I wanted to get interviewed by this, uh, gal in Canada and, uh, and she challenged me and I'm like, I've been doing a lot of, uh, of, uh, of interviews, uh, audio interviews. And, uh, and she's like, well, why, why don't you do broadcast? Like, why, why aren't you doing video? And I'm like, I don't know. And she's like, well, she's like, I would challenge you to start doing video. Are, are you, are you hiding behind your voice? And I'm like, no, <laughs> I just haven't done video. And, and uh, and so she's like, well, before I interview you, you have to, you have to take my, uh, my course. And I'm like, okay, well, when's your course? This was like, you know, I was getting ready to break for Christmas. And she's like, well, my course is going to last five days. And, uh, and it starts like next Monday. And I was off that Friday. So I was able to start her course that Monday. So she taught all about video, uh, video broadcast. 
Mm-hmm. And, uh, and two, like she caught my eye because hers is called Light Warriors Academy. And so like, you know, Sales Warrior, Light Warriors, I was like, wow, you know, this is uh, universally we're being connected. And, um, and so I took her course and then I got done with it. I'm like, I don't have anything to like produce. Like now I know all this stuff about video and I have nothing. And, uh, and then I thought, well, Brendan Bouchard said that you needed to have a way to broaden your audience that was free that would allow you to sell your stuff. And I'm like, well, what could I do? So I was walking my dog one day and I do that like every day. We walk her and I about three miles every day. And um, I was walking her and I was thinking, I'm gonna do a YouTube channel. And, uh, and then I'm like, and then I'm like, I don't wanna do a motivational YouTube channel because if people interview me already and, and I like this format better when like people interview me and, uh, and then two, like some people love comedy. They might not even know they need to be inspired by my works. And, uh, and I figure I can get a bigger audience with comedy. And so I'm, I'm walking my dog and I'm like, comedy, it's going to be comedy. And, uh, and then I'm like, 80s, people are nostalgic about the 80s. And, and, and all these like thoughts are going through my head. And then I'm walking her and I'm like, well, I'm not, you know, I'm kind of funny. But like, I'm not a stand-up comedian. I'm not a professional comedian. Um, I understand comedy because I'm a fan of comedy. And then I'm like, stories. I have a lot of amazing stories from the so uh, So now we're in episode six. You know, several months later, been doing it. Our uh, School's Out 80s Comedy Storytime. It's a bit of a mouthful. And uh, the YouTube channel is called John Sales Warrior, which is a tie into all my work. And uh, it's just been wonderful. And uh, the neat things that have occurred on it have just been amazing. I interviewed a uh, individual last month. Her name's Alicia Bus. And uh, she is a professional massage therapist, highly educated individual, very intelligent. And, uh, and also she does therapy with horses for people that are struggling with depression and uh, other like trauma type of situations. So she gets them in touch with the horses. Maybe it's petting the horses, maybe it's uh, brushing the horses. And uh, she was just wonderful to, uh, to have on the podcast. My um, guest this, uh, this past Saturday, and we're getting ready to put it up on YouTube. I'll probably have it up Tuesday. It takes me a little while to edit. Um, he is in a, uh, a Guns N' Roses uh, tribute band here in Dallas, and he's a guitar player. And, uh, and he and I maybe live, I don't know, two and a half miles from each other and know each other really well because we have friends in common. So I interviewed him. He had a lot of great stories about Dallas in the 80s and, and what he was up to in the 80s and uh, some famous people that he had met in the 80s. And, uh, and my next guest, which is really wild. So, so when you talk about like, amazing things happen when you start following a vision. Um, I was out on a, uh, in a Facebook group, similar to like how you and I met Logan, mm-hmm. just on a Facebook group, trying to connect with people, trying to see, you know, what might happen in this world. And uh, I mentioned, does anybody want to be on a comedy podcast? That was just kind of the only question I asked. Uh, mm-hmm. Does anybody consider themselves a comedian and want to be in this woman? And I think she's in New York. 
she contacted me and she was like, my friend Jeff would be interested probably if, uh, if you'd like to have Jeff on. Well, Jeff Gurian is his name. He is, I mean, he is a professional comedian. He has his own YouTube channel that has a million viewers right now. It's uh, called Comedy Matters. Uh, he'll have Chris Rock on there. He, he knows personally all of these huge comedians, Jerry Seinfeld. If he's out in New York walking down the street and a, and a famous comedian sees him, they know him by first name basis. He's been around since the 70s. He used to write for Saturday Night Live in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. And he is going to be on my podcast. And I literally do my YouTube channel out of my kitchen. That's so cool. Isn't it wild? I mean, to me, it's just like wild. So I'm really preparing for, uh, for, our, uh, for our meeting. I'm, I'm reading one of his books. I've watched a lot of his videos and things like that. I'll probably read two of his books before. Uh, he's just a wonderful individual. He's a doctor and he's a comedian. I mean, what a combination. He's like when he was 11, he, you know, he'd be great for you guys to have on. He's like when he was younger, he was like, I knew I wanted to be a doctor. I was too emotional to be a doctor where somebody might die. So I wasn't going to be, it wasn't going to be good for me to be a normal doctor. So I became a dentist and he's, he was a dental surgeon for over 30 years in New York City. And, uh, but he also wanted to be a comedy writer. So he literally did his dental practice during the day wrote for Saturday Night Live at night that's, that's and, awesome. and wrote jokes for famous and to me it's just so wild like I tell my wife that I mean like who would have figured it just it goes along the lines of manifestation yeah you, know? you manifested him to come on to your YouTube channel that's yeah cool. and it's 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 amazing it hasn't been without effort though because like he was kind of dragging his feet and everything and and, and everything happens for a reason. Um, so like when I'm bored, I tend to watch documentaries and read biographies. That's what I do when I'm bored uh, and listen to rock music. And a lot of like the documentaries that I've listened to and, 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 and watched over the years came together because um, I knew all about the comedy strip in New York City from watching a documentary, which I could mention that to him. I also knew all about um, a, a very famous comedian and, and you guys might not even know who he is because he's, he's famous, but a lot of people have no idea who he is until you tell, tell them who he is. So have you ever heard of a famous comedian named Doug Kenny? No. Mm -mm. No. And, and, and most people wouldn't know who Doug Kenny is. And, uh, but Doug Kenny, so you've seen the movie Animal House, right? No, Have I haven't. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, you got to watch that. That's a great movie. So it's a National Lampoon movie. But anyway, there's a character in Animal House, and that's Doug Kenny. So Doug Kenny was one of the publishers of National Lampoon. He, he went on when he left the National Lampoon after he became a multimillionaire. He left National Lampoon um, and he did Caddyshack. Mm -hmm. So he's responsible for Caddyshack and for Animal House, two of the greatest uh, movies of all time. That's so cool. And awesome. honestly, it's really cool to hear you making these connections and just think it all wouldn't have happened if you would have never like changed your mindset and just knew you were destined 
for success. So that's really cool. Yeah. Positive affirmations. I can't tell people enough about positive affirmations. Like as I've gone up in my career and, and gotten promotions and things like that, I'll be like wheeling down the highway and I'll turn down the radio and I'll just be like saying specifically what I want. Yeah. This is my job. This is my title. And this is how much money I make a year. And, uh, and literally it happens. Yeah. It, it's just, it's the power of the spoken word. J just like you could crush somebody by saying something mean to them. Um, mm -hmm. You can also lift somebody up by saying something nice to them. Mm -hmm. and, and, and the best person to be your, um, the best person to treat well is yourself. Yeah. So mm -hmm. good. Power of auto. I, uh -huh. I say all the time that I, I know that when I write something down and I affirm it, that it, that it comes, I just manifested something over the weekend that I, I wrote down and decided it was mine. And it came to me, um, before we wrap up, yeah, I, Logan, sure. I don't know if you have any more questions, but I found another little paragraph out of this book. I'm telling you it's golden y'all. Um, okay, awesome. it says, learn to enjoy every minute of your life. Be happy now and don't wait for something outside of yourself to make you happy in the future. As a good friend, Wally Amos of the famous Amos chocolate cookie says, happiness is an inside job. Think how really precious it is the time you have to spend, whether it's at work or with your family, every minute should be enjoyed and savored. The human life is really nothing more than a collection of minutes, hours, and days. These are the building materials and it's left strictly up to us to determine the kind and the size of structure we build. So you took a little seed. We tell the acorn story where the acorn turns into the oak tree and you took a little seed of wanting to live a beautiful, um, fulfilled life and you have nourished that belief your entire life. And now all the things that you want are, are coming to you. And it's really so beautiful. Like I said, at the beginning, we know that this stuff works for every person and writing it down is, is huge. I don't really, I don't know. I don't know a person in this material right now that don't take the time to sit down and write it out. We even go so far as we have evidence journals. We write our affirmations. We say our affirmations. We write down our future gratitude we write a day in the life like we write journal entries from our end result what we would be doing today all these things the more that we focus on it um what we focus on grows so you've just kept your focus on your big goal and now it's it's all coming it's all here and it's it's really a beautiful story john truthfully oh yeah you know i think everybody can have the story of happiness once they truly understand what happiness is um, mm -hmm. you just, uh, you got to enjoy the moments mm -hmm. and, uh, and it's like little pockets of joy. So like, like sometimes my wife and I will be eating dinner with our two sons. And when they're like 21 and 18, it's hard to even catch their attention, <laughs> you know? And, and so we're just happy to be in the same room with them, mm -hmm. you know? And, and uh, mm -hmm. but, but it's just these little pockets of joy. And in uh, their small little instances, but if you take these small little instances of joy, um, it becomes a bigger instance of joy. And, uh, and two, you just have to evaluate your life as being happy. Like when I was in college, I got this book. It was called Happiness. It was like, How to Be Happy, I think was the title of it. It was a tiny little book. 
so powerful though. I mean, to give you an idea, like uh, the Cosby show was on while I was opening this book up and it was like a first run of the Cosby show. This is how long ago this was. And, um, and I opened this book up and I'm like, okay, I'm intrigued. How do I be happy? And uh, so I open it up and the first paragraph reads similar to like what, what, what you're saying, Kathleen, is um, you have to be happy right now. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care what you want. I don't care what you're trying to achieve. I don't care what your health is like. I don't care what your circumstances are in life. And at that point, I was in college. I was living with two other guys in a crappy apartment in a very subject type of a situation. The only thing that was good, it was close to my fraternity house. But 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 other than that, like it was it was like below my means, so to speak, type of scenario. And uh, and I was looking around and I was like, well, if I could be happy in this situation, I could be ha- everything else is going to look up from here. so but but it's so true like you gotta be happy with where you are right now like some people go out to dinner and their steak will be cooked incorrectly and it will ruin their whole night yeah or they'll smell something in a car that'll ruin their whole day or they'll see something or or somebody will text them something and and you got to be more powerful than your circumstances you got to rise above the variability of things that happen to you and be so succinct on who you are, what you're trying to achieve, and the mindset that you want to have, that that things happen to you. And uh, you know, I got a great story to tell you guys. So uh, so so recently, I was on this couple's vacation. There was 14 of us. Big thing, you know. It's like being back in high school again. And and I was in charge of driving people back and forth to. Uh, we were doing a float trip in South Texas, and uh, and so I had to park the car. And so while parking the car, I had to pay for, I had to get out of my car, go down, pay for it. And, uh, you know, you got to get your tubes and everything. It's you guys, I'm sure have done stuff like like this and, uh, Mm -hmm. and it's a bit time consuming. And, uh, and one of the couples was like screaming at me, like somehow I could make this happen faster than I could make it happen. Like you, like the cashier can only go so quickly. And, uh, and so I finally get my parking pass. I walk across the street to set my parking pass in my uh, in my windshield, and I mean, she is just screaming at me. And she's like a good friend of mine too. And um, instead of like helping my wife with like our tubes and our coolers and, and everything, um, instead, and and I know she meant well. She was trying to get me to understand for whatever reason. I I guess she thought I didn't understand that they were getting ready to leave in the bus, and she didn't want me to get left behind. But there are circumstances I couldn't control. Like I would be okay with getting left behind and uh, not getting my car towed. You know what I'm saying? There's bigger circumstances at hand. Mm-hmm. So she was just screaming my name, John, John, John. And it was like so stressful. And, uh, and when I finally got in the bus, instead of like being angry or whatever, I just put a big smile on my face and I just let all that stress and tension just leave my body but it gets better so we get on the river we're on our tubes and everything and there's these complete strangers about 15 of them and uh it's in one of the people in my party uh no 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 and and then they and then i ask them to play this song on their uh, on their radio like a particular rock song that i wanted to hear and uh and then they started chatting my name, John, John, John. And then the, the other couples that were with us were like, 
how do they know who you are? And I'm like, they watch my podcast. That's cool. Isn't that hilarious? Like I told my wife, you know, the real story, but, and they're, and they're like, everybody in our party is just like mouse wide open going. So, so like you turn a negative thing that happens to you into a very funny story. I mean, that's a funny mm-hmm. story. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh my you know, God. I love a, it. The power of smiling, you know, I'll share that with your people. Like you got to smile. Mm-hmm. Like it's so important. Like if you're going through a stressful situation, like I have to go through some stressful situations in my business, smile. You'd be amazed at how much better you perform doing something if you smile. And you'll also be amazed at like how much better you breathe, how much healthier you are. I mean, the power of smiling, like there's books out there that tell you to like look in the mirror and smile for five minutes a day. They've done studies where depressed people that smile five minutes a day looking in the mirror become undepressed, which is really wild, but it's all about manifestation. But but the one thing I can tell you is like something that stresses me out right now is when I have to dock a boat with a really bad wind because the wind can like basically throw the boat into the dock and hurt the boat. And, uh, And plus like egotistically for men, that's like horrible not that men women wouldn't hate it too but like seeing your boat slam up against a dock and looking like an idiot docking the boat but what I do in order to be successful at that is when I smile I can do it perfectly and I'm not stressed out Um, and uh and I know it sounds so simplistic but I think it's God-given the more you smile the more happiness comes to you and the more happy thoughts that you have. And most of us have been conditioned to think that you can't smile until like the best thing in the whole wide world has happened to you. And, and it's all about like focus and manifestation of a process. Smiling itself will get you to manifest happiness. And it's so simplistic, but smiling while telling yourself positive things about yourself will also like get you in such a great mindset and state, state management's important in business um, that you can truly be more successful than if you don't do these things. That's so, so awesome. I'm gonna, yeah, smiling is good. So I know it's so, they say smiling is contagious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, okay. it's, mm-hmm. it's so simplistic, I know, but it's like, it's like the most simplistic things you ever hear are lost on most people. Like we've said it, I don't know how many times, write down your goals, write down your goals, write down your goals. And millions of people will hear that in uh, on podcasts and see that in books. And most of them will not write down their goals, which is sad. Mm-hmm. They'll write down that they need to get milk from the grocery store, which will make them no money. They'll write down that they need to pay a bill, which will make them no money. They'll, they'll write down if they owe somebody money, which will, again, make them no money. But when we tell them to write down your goals, which is such a simplistic thing, and you got to be specific about what you want. The universe listens. God listens. If you don't be specific about what you want, um, you won't achieve your goals. I don't care what you're trying to achieve. You take the most mm-hmm. successful people. Um, Sylvester Stallone wrote down all of his goals. Jim Carrey wrote down all of his goals. Uh, Frank, Frank Sinatra's mom wrote down all of Frank's goals. <laughs> <You know? laughs> 
So yeah, I think it's the belief. It's the belief behind it, right? People that don't write it down, don't believe it's worth doing. Mm -hmm. That's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. And you, even if you wrote it down, like we talk about a lot being mechanical versus in the spirit. So we've had people come in and start studying this material and they'll write down their goals mechanically, but they do not assume the feeling of the wish fulfilled. They do not truly believe that they can achieve it. They're not, they're not working on their self-image. So then yeah. they're gathering evidence of that it doesn't work. So I think a lot of it really does come from the belief that you have behind it. If you write your goals down and believe that by writing them down, they're going to come into fruition, ask and you shall receive, right? So I love Absolutely. that, John. That's so good. Awesome. I know it's it's very simplistic, but but in life, the things that you hear that are most simplistic are the things that can benefit you the best. Like if people mm -hmm. just listen, life is short. Start living your life. And life is for living. Start living your life. This is the only life you're going to get. Start being nice to yourself. Start saying good self, good things about yourself to yourself and to others. Because uh, people that cut you down, like people that cut me down, I'm thinking to myself, like, what's going on with them? Like, like I've gotten to a point where, and, and actually um, my wife and I, we were doing some couples counseling because when you're married for 27 years, at some point you do couples counseling. And, uh, and we were talking to the lady and, uh, and I said something that bothered me and she goes, well, what do you think about that? And I'm like, it just kind of intrigues me. And she's like, something negative happens to you and it intrigues you. And I'm like, yeah, I'm thinking like, what's wrong with them? And like, it, she's like, it doesn't upset you. And I'm like, yeah, sure. It upsets me. But from a cognitive standpoint, I'm like, what's going on with them? What's happened to them in their, you know, in their life that they feel like they need to say this to me, you know, and, mm -hmm. and, and most of the time when people are mean to us and bad things happen to us, we're thinking like, what did we do? What's wrong with us? Why is this good? That's like the worst question you can ask yourself. You have to learn to ask yourself good questions like, you know, what good can happen from this? Even when something bad is happening, what, what good can happen from it? What can I get out of this? What positive thing can occur uh, from going through this? Like the example of somebody screaming at me, like you wouldn't think anything positive could happen from that. But, uh, but, uh, but then that happened on the, on the river when those people are yelling my name. And I was like, oh man, that's mm -hmm. awesome. Maybe one day that'll be true and people will know my name in my podcast, you know? That's, that's, that's my goal. That's going to be my next positive affirmation. Sounds so good. Well, John, we have totally enjoyed you being here. Awesome. This, it's so cool to see like how Catherine was saying earlier, this material works for everyone. So you are literally an example of how you shifted your mind and look at all the success you've had now. So that's yeah. so wonderful. Oh, no, you guys are on a great path. It sounds like, I mean, you're on a great path and, and you're doing it Thank together, you. which is super powerful and yeah. biblical, actually. Mm -hmm. So like you're agreeing to be successful together. And when you agree to do something as two, it's more powerful than agreeing to do something as one. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and, so it, it, and it's going to manifest itself in an amazing continued life because that's oh, the way I, love that. I mean, it, it, you reap what you sow. Yeah. And when you sow good things, good things happen. It's, it's, it's amazing. I didn't used to, I didn't used to believe in the term exponential growth. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't think like they used to say that, like at some point things will turn and you'll do less and make more. 
And, and if you stay with a business long enough, that's exactly what will happen. You'll do less and you'll make more and you'll, and then you'll be feeling like, Oh, I don't feel like I'm working hard enough, but you got to enjoy every, you got to enjoy the journey and you mm-hmm. got to enjoy the success. Yeah. And uh, that's so important. Absolutely. Enjoying the journey. If you enjoy the journey, you'll have the success because then you'll participate in the journey and you'll be like really focused on the journey, which will lead to the success. But most people want to like do like a microwave and look on the uh, packages and says, put it in for two minutes and I'll be successful. And that's just not the way the world works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you're so right. Oh my gosh, this is golden. We could chat all day, John. This is so I good. I know, I know. I'm, uh, a, I'm we, good, yeah. <laughs> we would love to put all of your um, information to view okay. your podcast and your book and everything on our podcast. So we will gather that for you guys so you can check it out. Um, I don't know where that'll be posted. Logan, where will we post um, that? We can post it in our Facebook group, the Hey Babe Conquer Your World Facebook group beautiful i I encourage you go ahead oh i got a cool promo going right now for your listeners so so my course it's normally three hundred dollars if they buy if they buy my course for three hundred dollars which is five and a half hours of inspiration worksheets and uh in video and audio i'll uh i'll personally cut them a check for a hundred dollars so my three hundred dollar course that is actually worth in my mind six thousand dollars because you aren't going to get this information anywhere else uh, from somebody that, you know, never been to jail, authentic, you know, uh, been doing this kind of stuff, 31 years, you aren't going to find it anywhere else. You aren't going to find it from like a, uh, an inspirational hippie kind of guy like I am. And with a rock and roll attitude, you aren't going to find it anywhere else, but you're going to get it for 200 bucks with a hundred bucks back from me. It's normally 300 at teachable. I'll send you guys the link for it, but, um, but they'll get a personal check for me for a hundred bucks. So, uh, so oh, they'll be able to so get nice. my course for $200. And if they apply everything that they learn in my course, truly, and in a lot of my courses, my worksheets and writing down your goals and figuring out who you are and what makes you special. If you do those kind of things in life, I don't care what you're doing. You're, you should get that promotion and you should make more money. That is so good. Oh my gosh, John. Thank you so much. That's so nice Absolutely. for everyone my that pleasure. wants to do that. That's so cool. So we will post that link in our Facebook group. You guys can check that out. If you have any questions, you can drop them below in the comments and we'll make sure to get them over to John so we can get everything answered for you. Um, and John, it has been lovely. Thank you so, so oh, much yeah, for no, coming. Thank you, we guys. hope to have you back one day. Absolutely. Um, and this has been awesome. Awesome. All righty. Thanks, guys. guys. Me and Catherine will see y'all next week um, or talk to y'all next week. But other than that, we hope y'all have a good week. Bye, you guys.